Welcome to Arch Rivals Football. Here is your starting lineup. Number 20, Darnell the Playmaker Sallings. Number 94, Alex the Bearman Alcazaz. Number 24, Ricky Litwinkowicz. This show is sponsored by Raz Energy, DreamController.com, and Steiner Sports. Arch Rivals Football is a pain train pipe bomb production. What is up, everybody? It is Tuesday night, the 21st of September. Week three begins in the NFL. And we have our original three on the show today, starting out with the bear man from Texas, Mr. Alex Alcazaz. What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? And down in the uh, hot state of Florida, we got Darnell, the playmaker, Salins. Why are you sounding like somebody that used to wrestle for uh, WWE? I am just in that kind Not of Not there, man. I had the... Uh, I had the uh, the old uh, Motorhead playing before the show, so I kind of went with that. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, how's everybody doing on this Tuesday night? Uh, well, quickly, we're going to get into some standings. And, uh, the only one's looking really good is Ricky. That wow, does, that, that's, does that sound familiar? Shut up. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> does that not sound familiar? I'm I went back to back nine and seven, so I'm I'm at 18 and 14. Ricky over here is like at 22 and 10. I'm like, ain't this some bull? Uh I gotta I gotta give him a prod though. He was these these pick he was spot on. I'm I'm really sick. Bearman on the other hand, he he'll 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 pick one thing one week and then by the weekend he changed his pick, so his pick's all over the place. Yeah, I'm an insane mess, aren't I? I'm a pain mm. in the butt. But guess mm. what? Because that's the bear man. Bear man don't care what nobody thinks. The bear man does what he wants to do. And that's why in the, in the ESPN pick him, you, you, you're losing to me. Why is he ain't why he is up there in the top in the top two percent. And you won't win at the end, playmaker. Oh, I am because I'm. You know, I'm actually pissed off at this dude over here up in Brooklyn. <laughs> you know, it's funny though because at least somebody's uh, under your skin. A- at least I know that uh, in the one, the the one, um, one that I was uh, I was in that um, I was undefeated until Seattle lost to uh, Tennessee, which we'll get into a little bit later on in the show. And all three of us beat Seattle. Ain't that something? Yeah, I know. And fantasy news, I am 2-0. Ricky's 1-1, one and, one and Bearman's 1-1. One one. Bearman I'm, got your first victory. And I'm taking on you this week, Playmaker. That's the worst thing ever. That is the worst thing ever. Uh, well, you know what? Despite the circumstances, all I'm going to say is bring it on, tough guy. Ooh. Hey, co- the co-worker came into work today. He's like, I mean, I don't know how you do it, man. You was losing. I'm like, hey, man, this is what I do. I might be losing, but I ain't out. And Aaron Jones showed you why last night. Sorry, Nick. 
Yep, Macy's on. What's up, Mies? Good to see Missy. Hey, uh, Missy, one of these days I'm about to we're gonna have a talk with you about your Oklahoma Sooners because they no, I'm not I'm not happy with what I saw on Saturday. You're not happy. Shit, I got to fucking watch it while I was sitting in the doctor's office on Saturday. I I was like I was like a little kid in a candy store. I walk in, the waiting room's <laughs> empty, football on the TV, nice air conditioning. It was amazing. I was very, very happy. No, Misa no, says, stop it. Yeah, no, you can't. So. You can't be ranked in the top five and look like that. Um, I believe SMU had a game like that, and I think they didn't even make the top ten or something like that. Hey, we're gonna get into SMU, but that's 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 halfway through the show. Now oh. we got the now we got the the fun stuff out of the way. Let's get down to business, Ricky. Okay. So uh, off the bat, we're going to get into the games, and then uh, in the middle between the uh, 1 o'clock and the 4 o'clock, we'll do the college. But we are starting out with the New England Patriots flew into uh, MetLife Stadium. They didn't take the bus, which is actually a little weird. (laughs) Final score, Pats 25, Jets 6. The battle of the two rookie quarterbacks, Mac Jones and Zach Wilson. And uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Zach Wilson had a, another bad day this week. Four picks. Oh, oh really? Really? Yes. Really? He had another bad day. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna ask surprise. Really? Come on, man. This is Bill Belichick against a rookie quarterback. We know how this works. Yes, but it's also the same factor being that Mac Jones had 73.6% complete percentage. There's articles about him not throwing the deep ball. I'm not concerned with that. I am uh, concerned with Zach Wilson trying to be Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers at the same time. And uh, that not working out particularly well by being a gunslinger. But Yeah, uh, yeah. I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. But uh, listen, Jets fans, I'm going to tell you this. I'm not saying this as a Patriots fan, Okay. You got to come off the pole just a little bit, like that much. You're in a rebuild, okay? Just because you got Jack, Zach Wilson as the second overall pick in the NFL draft does not necessarily mean he is going to end up being um, anything really good off the bat. He's going to have his bumps and bruises. So Jet fans need to uh, put the news down. Put the uh, concrete block back in your garden and not off the side of a cliff. Doesn't work that way. Trust me. You guys will be fine in a few years. Not now, in a few years. <laughs> so I like how you say that, Ricky. And in this game, unfortunately for Wilson, it's 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 one of those lessons you got to go through as a rookie because in order to make it in the NFL, you got to go through tough times to reach the good times. For Wilson, unfortunately, you know the four interception game. Look, it's going to happen, especially as a rookie. I mean, we how many times have we seen rookies have games that are th- this horrible? You know, have no touchdowns, have more than two interceptions. It happens. But all I can say is, is I hope, and I do say, I hope that Wilson can learn and build from this because, like I said, it is part of a learning process that rookie quarterbacks have to go through. Let a, I, I, I am going to make this statement loud and clear now i might get yelled at for it but again this is why we do the show okay we're used to that aren't we um 
I remember a certain a certain um, big headed forehead guy uh, way back when he got drafted a number two in the NFL draft, a uh, Mr. Peyton Manning, and his team went one and fifteen the first year, and look how he turned out after that. So um, let's kind of use that as an example, people that. Maybe Zach Wilson could turn out to something similar to a Peyton Manning, not actually Peyton Manning, but similar to. And if you win three or four games, be be proud of that at least. See, I think I know now. Now I know why you say you might get yelled at, buddy. But I, you know, you know, I'm, you know, Troy, Troy Aikman's another. It's another example when you know came from the Cowboys. The Cowboys were one in fifteen in nineteen eighty nine, and this was like four years before I was born. But you know, it's an example. And Troy Aikman turned out to be great. Exactly the point. But that's that's where I got to tell you guys, as Jet fans, please do not jump off the cliff after week two. Week 14, maybe, but not week two. Next up, Denver and Jacksonville. Denver 23, Jacksonville 13. I guess you guys going to pick on the Rickies out the gate, huh? Uh, I I am going by the schedule that is on my screen currently right now. God damn, we going from Zach wasn't the Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> another guy who just, who just can't help but throw picks. Um, Jacksonville now has, has tied the longest losing streak in the NFL. They have lost now seventeen consecutive games. Uh, the longest streak ever uh, tied right now is Detroit from two thousand seven to two thousand nine. Uh, I I will say that uh, I'm going to throw him under the bus a little bit. The shiny new toy is not working. And I I pose this question to both of you because I really want the answer to this. Could you possibly possibly see Trevor Lawrence get benched, let's say, after week three? For who? Oh, boy. For who? Whoever their backup is. Garner Mitchell in Philly. Again, whoever their backup is. Like I said, for who? Ain't, ain't no benching nobody in Jacksonville. I've got your answer, Mr. Playmaker. It would be for Mr. C.J. Uh, Bethard, uh, the former uh, 49er. I'm going to say it again. There's no benching nobody in Jacksonville. Listen, I'm going I'm, to... I only go out on the, uh, the poll on this one for the fact that... Uh, Yes, he is your bright, shiny new toy. He's been legitimately obliterated the last two games. And at some point, I think maybe uh, got thrown into the fire a little too early. And maybe they should have uh, planned this out a little bit better. Because, um, yeah, I don't know if Trevor Lawrence is really going to like the feeling that he's going to be black and blue like the third baseman from Major League uh, Corbin Burnson, um, after the amounts of hits and picks he's going to be throwing. Really? I'm not even joking. There are actual articles out there, the top three guys that should be benched after week three. And Trevor Lawrence is number one on the list. What is, what is this from? I believe it was uh, Bleacher Report that put it out. Bleacher Report can shut up. It was either Bleacher Report or ESPN, I think. It was one of the two, but I did read it on Bleacher Report. Bleacher. I don't think it was ESPN. Um, I could possibly look for it while we uh, while we move on. 
Well, to answer your question, Ricky, um, I, I honestly don't think they're actually thinking of it because, like I said, it's the shiny new toy, and and it seems to me that Coach Urban Wire has all the faith in the world in Trevor Lawrence. So that that's why, if I and I hope I am answering your question, but yeah, I don't think it's they're, they're thinking of benching Trevor Lawrence, no matter how bad things turn out. He's the rookie quarterback, the number overall pick. So, but the situation is certainly concerning, and it's it's going to get more difficult, it seems. But I don't know, man. I mean, the future is cloudy. Is it cloudy with a chance of meatballs? That's the question you have to ask. Really? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, Listen, man. I am putting a little bit of pepper to this show. We're still trending, <laughs> goddammit. it! And I like to trend. So if we throw a little bit of comedy in there. People will but, no, I mean, no, the comedy is great there, but, but uh, did I answer your question, Ricky? Sure. This is what I have to deal with. Listen, don't you worry your pretty little head over the comedy, okay? Look. All right. Next. Next up, I'll blow out. 35 nothing Buffalo over the Miami Dolphins. What I had said to uh, Jamal on Saturday, squished a fish. However, poor, though, there was a... Uh, poor, poor, poor Tua. Uh, yeah, poor Tua ended up leaving this game with a uh, supposed bruised rib injury and did not return. Poor Tua. Uh, I believe uh, Jacoby Brissett is his backup. Yeah. And didn't do a damn thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think it pretty much didn't do a damn thing. Killed my fantasy team. Thank you, uh, Mr. Uh, Gaskin and uh, the rest of the Miami offense. Uh, gentlemen, have they actually provided an update regarding the status and health of Mr. Tua? He is listed yeah, as they, yes. he is listed they, as day to day. Yeah, yeah. The experts came back good, but that still doesn't necessarily mean though that they probably will start him on Sunday. But uh, I guess time will tell. Um, do you you know what? I'm gonna save it for Saturday. I'm gonna save it for Saturday. Oh, save it for Saturday. Save it for Saturday. Uh. I will say this, though. Buffalo did bounce back against a uh, pretty good defense. And uh, it was good to see them uh, break out of the slump after they were lost to Pittsburgh last week. But, uh, yes, uh, it was a uh, pretty much an offensive affair and a very big nap for the Dolphins. <laughs> a big nap for the Dolphins. That's the way I'm putting my cap on it. I know Jerry's probably going to listen to this and be like, my God, he told, he said my Dolphins were taking a nap. Yes, they were. Well, Devin Singletary has certainly had a, an amazing play when he broke uh, broke free and just scored amazingly. That was uh, pretty good. It was it was actually one of the best uh, plays of the week. Well, we uh, go to uh, Philly. Land oh, of the cheesesteaks. Sam- this, this is the type of game Ricky loves. No, no, we'll get to uh, the game that I love in a little bit. Ricky, you're making me hungry, brother. San Francisco versus Philly. Final score, 49ers 17, Philly 11. Uh, San Francisco moves to 2-0. Jimmy G had a passing touchdown and a rushing touchdown for the 49ers offense. And the Eagles only scored a whopping 11 points, which a lot of people bet the over this weekend on this game. And surprisingly enough, they only scored 29 points. However, well, gentlemen, Philly, oh, sorry, go ahead. Philly did average 21 points plus coming into this game against the 49ers. 
Well, this game was certainly a defensive effort, wasn't it? Because yeah. And this game, really, it did not come alive until the fourth quarter because a total of 18 points were scored in the fourth quarter, although I believe earlier in the game, I think the Eagles supposedly scored on that big play, but I I guess it was, uh, it was nullified. Was it a penalty or something like that? I believe so. Yeah. But I do, I do know that uh, the 49ers did score before half to make it 10-3, I believe. Um, but it did put them in the lead, and they just really didn't even look back after that. I will say Jalen Hurts um, hurt a lot of people this weekend because he was very erratic. He had a few, quite a few overthrows, and uh, he didn't he didn't bring that swag he had uh, week one against the uh, Atlanta Falcons. Well, there's something that he learned this week. You know what that is, Mister Ricky? Humble pie. <laughs> he learned how to well, bake. <laughs> Well, I think he learned that the 49ers are not the Falcons. Uh, listen, that that 49ers defense uh, has been stout even uh, e- even after their defensive coordinator has left. Well, I really can't say that because they gave up 33 points to the Detroit Lions the week before. But uh, that defense looked like it was in uh, midseason form on Sunday. I'll give them that. It was then. You know, and the way I, I see it is, I'm not uh, sure. You know, when these games come alive at, at the end, and you know, some people would say with that Eagles touchdown that was nullified, you know, halted the momentum. I said, if that's the case, that's because the the Eagles let that get in their heads. I mean, look, sometimes that's going to happen, but you got to stay focused. But I, I can't say the Eagles did lose concentration. I mean, like I said, the game went to life in the uh, fourth quarter, but I just, it's obviously one thing was the the better team just came out came out on top. Okay, moving on. I'm going to let Darnell take over this segment. Hmm? L.A. Rams versus the Indianapolis Colts. I I actually have a a miscue on the screen there, which will be fixed later on. Uh, Rams 27, Colts 24. Colts are 0-2. Rams are 2-0, not 1-0, as it's seen on the screen. Um, My question to you, Darnell, because I know you watched this game extremely close. No, I didn't. You didn't. I worked. <laughs> Did you watch any of the highlights after the game? No. Because my question to you is, how the hell do you sprain both ankles at the same time and then have to leave the game? And I'm talking about Carson Wentz. So you want to ask me a question? I'm going to ask Bearman a question. Who was the one who, who, who grabbed Carson Wentz on that play? Mr. Aaron Donald. Who uh, say say it louder? Mr. Aaron Donald. Exactly. <laughs> Case closed. Because 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 Darnell, I'm gonna be honest. I I wasn't sure. I was asked myself, is that a rhetorical question or was I actually supposed to answer? <laughs> but yeah, Mr. Aaron Donald, and yeah, and and, and I'm and I'm asking myself, yeah, they sprained both ankles at the same time on the same play. I mean, has that ever ever happened before? No, but no, but Aaron Donald, we know Aaron Donald rests a game some type of way. I will go out and say this, though, for all of the Rams fans that uh, gave up the points. I feel sorry for you uh, because uh, if my recollection is correct, the uh, Rams were favored by a lot in this game. No, we wouldn't. Does anybody remember what the uh, spread was for this game? I think it was like four. It was like four and a half. I think it was. You want to favor that much? We were on the road. I think it was, was by six. I think it was, was by on the road. 
Pyramid's got those notes. I've got the notes right here, gentlemen. So, yep, it was the Rams by four. Yep, so the Rams didn't cover. Um, I will. People actually thought we were going to walk in there and blow the coast out. Y'all was not paying attention. Well, it just so happens now that uh, Carson Wentz is now listed as questionable for Sunday's game. And the uh, Rams start 2-0 for the fourth straight season. My question here to you guys is, are the Indianapolis Colts in trouble? Yeah. Yeah. Carson Wentz can go. Yes. I mean, it's bad enough that T.Y. Hilton's already out, isn't it? T.Y. Hilton now, Carson Wentz out, and you're going to rely on who? Jacob Eason? By the way, thanks for, thanks for the first pick for Jelly Ramsey on this season. I mean, I mean, there's nothing. I mean, as far as having, you know, as far as anything on the Colts goes, I mean, it's blank. I mean, I know uh, Mr. Steve Wallman. Yeah. Mr. Steve Wallman. You can't say nothing. Don't even mention the Rams as y'all butts. Wait till we get to the Giants. Wait till we get to the Giants. Oh, boy. Oh, my fact. No, they played Thursday night, didn't they? Oh, y'all yeah. on too. So, Steve Wallman, shut up. I don't want to hear nothing about Rams in your mouth or the Giants. That you sounds very to dirty, by the way. Rams in his mouth. That sounds very dirty. Later in the season. We keep the go to Met Life later in the season, so you might want to shut up. All right. I am going to praise the next game. Because I called it. Called this game. That's that damn Raiders game. Is that that damn Raiders game? Raiders. I mean, versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. This, my friend, was what I wanted in the worst way. Hard nosed, smash mouth, kick you in the balloon knot type game. Raiders 26, Steelers 17. Raiders move to uh, a poultry 2-0 in the AFC West. And let me tell you, this game had some uh, really bad implications. Um, As per Mike Tomlin today, Big Big Ben has a pec injury. And it says here that the they caution the Steelers to be ready to be adjustable. So he's dealing with a left peck going into the game. He was hit 10 times by the Raiders, sacked twice. Uh, second straight game of being sacked multiple times, including week one at Buffalo. Still a fans. Still a fans. I want y'all to hear me loud and clear. I want y'all to close your eyes and imagine Mason Rudolph starting against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I'm going to throw a name here just to throw a cog in the turbine just a little bit, you know, because it's the Steelers. Uh, would you possibly go with QB3? Dwayne Haskins? Dwayne Haskins of the uh, form formerly of the Washington uh, football team. If you're still a fan, you want the wing asking first before Mason Rudolph. That you gives you something Bengals. to think about. You have the Bengals next, and the Bengals ain't playing around. No, sir. 
The Bengals are not playing around. I Gentlemen. I don't know about that. Gentlemen, let me ask you. What's the worst situation right now for the Pittsburgh Steelers? They have Andrew- no damn O-line. Okay. So surprisingly. Okay. Th- yes, there's that. But uh, but I want to ask, like, because there's two major injuries now. And Ricky informed oh, me yeah. about this before we no, started. No, it's three major injuries. There's, okay, three. You have Ben. Deontay ben. Johnson went down at the end of the game. Yeah, and, and T.J. Watt. Watt. And we don't know how long T.J. Watt's going to be out. Of it. I believe it's oh, an injured Lord. groin. Yeah. No, they 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 say he has a shot of playing. Surprisingly, even with a gorn. I don't know how that's gonna work, but we'll find out. We'll find out when we get to Saturday. Well, let's also throw in the fact of Alex Highsmith, uh Joe Hayden, and Devin Bush also being uh not available. Well, they, it says that they're listed as questionable currently right now, but they're all dealing with groin injuries. Of course, there's no ta- the nose tackle, uh Tyson uh Alualu suffered a fractured ankle, and I believe it, I believe surgery's been set. And uh, there's also that story about uh, wasn't there a fight? You know, uh, an offensive line got ejected for uh, unsportsmanlike conduct. Would you expect anything less from the Pittsburgh Steelers? I mean, it, it even mentions that it involved like a, a, a somebody getting spit in the face. I mean, listen, they get spit at it. They they spit at each other all day long, and nobody whines and complains unless they're manby pamby, and they just need attention. I mean, but, you know, that's why I'm glad, you know, and I'm glad you mentioned the offensive line issue, Darnell, because it seems like now the problems are piling up for the Steelers. So it seems that, you know, several teams are just having more and more and more problems. You know, what the, you know, you know what the highlight for the Steelers was? What's up? The fact that Najee Harris did a Derrick Henry on Jonathan Abrams. <laughs> what? <laughs> Which was very disrespectful, by the way. Oh. <laughs> that was very disrespectful. If you've seen that run, that was disrespectful. That's a Ricky doing that to a, to a veteran secondary. Well, football, football is not a very respectful sport. I mean, you got to disrespect the other guy, don't you? You got to be better than him, right? You got to do what it takes, right? He threw a grown man down with one hand. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Hulk, I get it. But Hulk you know, smash. Well, yeah, well, 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 gentlemen, you know what they say. Nice guys finish last. Yeah, well, he, well it was probably the Pittsburgh Steelers that finished last on this one. Well, shout out to the Raiders and Derek Carr, them boys. They got two wins under their belt. But how long can they give you gun? Because we've seen, I believe we've seen this movie before. Well, changing uh, cities for movies, we have the uh, Cincinnati Bungles. I'm not even calling them the Bengals anymore. I'm calling them the Bungles. Traveling to the Windy City, Chicago Bears win 20 to 17. I believe somebody in the top right over there has an apology to make. So go yep. ahead, do your apology. Well, I'm, apparently, I really, uh, well, I did say I'd be an idiot if I was picking the Bears over the Bengals, but I guess the Bears decided, you know what? I am a fucking idiot. So <laughs> the Bears definitely made me eat my words big time. Maybe next time you want to put your foot in your mouth, okay? Um, we all three of us picked the Bengals, but you the only one that went on that damn limb. Yeah, well, you know what? You didn't pick the Bears either, so you know what? You're not that better than me, playmaker. I'm not, but I ain't going on that damn limb, though. Well, here's I'm, I'm my... I'm sure I'm not the only one who went on a rant. Here's, here's my limb for this game. Bears fans got what they want. They got Justin Fields on the field. And that's kind of a little of an oxymoron. Um, only because Andy Dalton goes down with a knee injury and the... Uh, they're still waiting for opinions on whether he'll be able to return 
anytime soon. Bears fans, I want y'all to notice. Y'all next game is against Cleveland now. I want y'all to know that. Um, there's been news that came out for Cleveland too, which we'll be coming up with in uh, a few you minutes. You gonna say that? Oh, okay. Yes, I'm doing I'm all the saying. news. I'm doing all the news during the games. So uh, I will say Justin Fields did go six for thirteen. He threw for sixty yards. He did throw a pick. It was not impressive. Okay. I, I again, I will go still on record by saying I don't believe Justin Fields is ready for the NFL yet. As many fans want to sit there and choke the chicken all day long. Oh, why do we have the red rocket out there? Why do we have Nick Foles on our team? Uh, why do we have to wait? Because they have experience. Justin Fields don't. And uh, did he not quote in the preseason that he said, quote, the game was too slow for me. And then you look at the results on this past Sunday. No, did and you, he did, looked did like you? he looked no. like he was in the slow lane. Ricky, all you gotta do is all you gotta do is go back to his press conference after the game. I think Justin Fields knows he's not ready. <laughs> Legitimately, Justin Fields did not win them this game. The Chicago the Bears defense and what are the Bears known for in the second half that won them this game? Bearman, what are the Bears are known for? Dominant defense. Exactly. Oh, and, and uh, there's a special guy's name that I love to scream out every time we talk about him. Um, yeah, Khalil Mack. Even though he's I, getting old and he's kind of like out of, you know, out of shape. I thought Rayquan, I thought Rayquan Smith ended up and getting that pick six. Uh, so we go from the uh, frying Windy pitch. Cindy. So what city are we going to now? We... I'll go into Cleveland. <laughs> Browns win 31-21. However, this was not a complete win for either team. Tyrod Taylor going Ham- on the IR. Was that a hamstring, right? Yes. Baker Mayfield went down. Yes. I forgot what there injury are, that was. There are two bigger injuries that Jarvis Landry and Bradley Chubb. Oh yeah, Ooh. Oh, that, I'm sorry. That's the Broncos. Might be. No, that's the Broncos. See, you but, uh, Let me tell you, the uh, the Browns are in a little bit of trouble here. I'm not mm. gonna lie. No Odell Beckham and no Jarvis Landry. Yeah. I don't know. Well, at least they got their running game. Yeah, but if, if the running game, if they're the sole wide receiver game, I mean, the running game, you can't just rely on the running game the entire the entire time. As far as Baker Mayfield goes, he told reporters after the game that he, quote, his left shoulder, quote, popped in and out after he made, made that tackle on, on that INT. And even though he went to the locker room briefly and then didn't miss a snap, still, if, it, if that kind of shoulder injury, that's something we got to be concerned about. Listen, the Texans, if they had a shot, it left town. And it left town with Tyrod Taylor. Because if I, it, I'll, I'll put it this way, this was game. This is a game I caught uh, a few minutes at a time. I, I believe if Tyrod Taylor were still in this game, Texas are probably sitting there at two and zero right now. I will, I will say this: the the Browns got away with some uh, ultimate Texas murder at this point, and they really right now should probably be zero two, because Tyrod hey. Taylor is probably the best boost that the Texans have but, had. Hey, but guess probably, what? Yeah. Though? 
we got to talk about the Texans to end the show so we can move on. Well, we could also go to mention now that Deshaun Watson is still marked as inactive for Thursday's game. <laughs> that, my friends, is the uh, complete insane part. You got that great quarterback sitting there, and he's not even playing. Uh, is it really looking more like he won't play at all this season? Pretty much. I unless he, unless he gets traded. All right. Uh, was um. Thanks, John. I appreciate that. Um, New Orleans, Carolina was the last one o'clock game, correct? Woof. Minnesota, Woo. Minnesota started off the uh the four. Did they? Let me go check. Let me check. Well, in the meantime, while he's checking that. Carolina. Yep, you're right. You're right. So this is the last of the one o'clock games. Yep. Okay. Carolina 26, Saints 7. Saints go to one and one. Carolina 2 and 0. Yo, and, Matt uh, Rule down there in Carolina. That man can coach. That defense looks pretty good. Sam Darnold ain't seeing ghosts. That's what I am sure. Are, are are we just saying that maybe that uh, Jameis is not what we saw last week? Anything close to last week? You you mean you mean far as overall or just for that game? I'm saying overall. Overall, I'm not I'm not passing judgment yet. Because John Alcorn says Saints in Week One, huge fluke. I ain't gonna say that yet because you mean. Hey, let's give Carolina credit because they came they came to play. They got Chris McCaffrey, Brad Sam Donald look good. They got a passing attack now. They go along with Chris McCaffrey. I mean, it might I don't think it's a fool for the Saints, but I'm also saying I don't think Carolina's a joke either. So John says, uh actually no, Stephen Wallman says Samuel Winston 30 and 30. They only threw one pick. Listen, I, I, I know a lot of people put money on the Saints figure in that Jameis has probably figured it out. And no, you know what? No, it's, it went, it's not. It's not that. Where is Alvin Kamara? They shut him down. Carolina's and, uh, defense shut sure. them down. Jameis actually had two interceptions. I don't count that other one. <laughs> it's a right. stat in the book. He still threw a pick. I'm not talking about one. That's one of those, okay, it's about the end of the half. I just got to tuck one up. It doesn't matter. That's almost the, that it, it's, it doesn't go along the lines of like baseball. A dribbler up the third baseline is a single, but everybody will still think in the playbook it's a line drive base hit. He still threw a pick. Regardless, it's a turnover. Don't care. I, I, I will honestly tell you this, okay? Carolina does look good. However, I'm going to say this. I want to see them play upper-level teams, Rams. Obviously, they got to play the Bucs twice. You know, like I need to see I, – I obviously can't say that the Saints right now without Drew Brees are a uh, top-flight team, but you show me them against uh, Pittsburgh or Tampa or the Rams – 
or the 49ers and let's let's see what they the Panthers look like after that. Can I say something, gentlemen? Sure. I mean, it, it, it really is weird how you see the Saints go from destroying the Packers to being destroyed by the Panthers, okay? Because, you know, hundred only 128 yards of total offense, you know, two for 11 on a third down efficiency, only six first downs. I mean, and then and Jameis Winston being sacked four times. I mean, it's not just Alvin Kamara that got shut down. I mean, the entire offense got shut down, basically became a goddamn outcast. Look, you you forget one thing. Who has not been in the lineup for the Saints this whole time? We're not gonna. You know what? I can't say this on freaking Michael Thomas. No, I'm sorry. If you if I understand, he only went for 148 yards last week. But he that's their number one target. It does not matter if you throw five scores to five different receivers. Then Michael Thomas is not the issue. No, I'm just saying that's just Green Bay not being prepared. And uh, shout out to uh, no, no argument, no argument. I, I do want to shout out to Mara Collins, who is watching this in CJ's World Group, who said this game broke my heart. It's one game. Relax. That's actually two games, but well, we're not even gonna stress that. This one, he lost one game. Chill. And in, in in other sad news, speaking about the New Orleans Saints, their building was on fire today. Oh, the boy. Nola Dome was on fire. So this now preemptively is going to keep the Saints away from the dome for quite a few more weeks. Let alone the time that they had pretty much uh, had said. That they were going to be home. No one in the Saints can't catch a break, can they? Um, yeah, I don't think they. I, I honestly would love to see what the NFL is going to do uh, for finding them another home, because I don't think I, I really don't think that they. Uh, they really can't occupy Jacksonville. Let's be honest. The list is not very good. Anything close. So it'll if be, there's possibly be better for the city. I don't know. I don't know. But there was uh there was video of the dome beyond being on fire today. Uh you see one lowly ambulance driving through the parking lot. It's kind of pathetic. But uh yeah, not cool. And to answer John's question, I don't think the Saints are gonna trade Michael Thomas. I think they will. I never say never. Never say never. I really do think they will. It's going to be for a team that actually needs a number one receiver. Hell, they need a number one receiver. They need another quarterback. That's, that jury's still out on that one. Um, wait, I'll wait to the middle of the season, then we can revisit that. I don't know. I, I really don't. Uh... What do we always say? Really, the first four weeks of the season is really like, okay, where is everybody at right now? I don't know. By the way, thanks to everybody that is currently popping in and watching the show. If you can, please share us out and uh, help us trend more on Facebook. Because as of Saturday, we have been trending on Twitter. We have been trending on Instagram. And we have been trending on Facebook because of all of our viewers and listeners. So we do kindly thank you for your support and uh, interacting in our chat as well, because that is always a great thing. Is that the last one o'clock game? That would be our last one o'clock one o'clock game. I am going to shoot All you guys right. over to the uh, college segment. 
Hang out when we come back. We got the four o'clock games. We have Sunday night football and Monday night football in review, as well as our Thursday night picks. So thanks to everybody on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter for uh, hanging out and watching us. Here's the college segment with the Playmaker and the Bear Man. Bear Man. Playmaker. We had a lot of good games on this past weekend in college. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, college football is a special tradition, my friend. So, of course, there's going to be a lot of amazing games, boy. Unfortunately, one of those amazing games did not finish the way I wanted it to. And that would be my Florida Gators taking the L to Alabama at home by two. You know, there's one thing I want to say, and I and I want to praise you, Darnell, because everybody's saying it's because of that two-point conversion, but the way you said it, I mean, the way how we, we talked about it, you know, I want you to tell the folks exactly how it went because the way you said it, man, I just can't help but praise you, brother. So people people is mad because of the two-point conversion call because they try they try to do the re-option and obviously it didn't work to tie the game up. But we wouldn't even been in that predicament if the kicker went to miss an extra point earlier in the game. So if the kicker did his job, we wouldn't have been in that predicament. It would have took an extra point to tie the game up, and we probably would have went in overtime because in the second half, the defense started to get it going against Alabama's offense. Alabama couldn't score like they was. Good game. We took a L. It's all good, though. It's, it's all good. It is all good. Well, let me say this, Playmaker. The resiliency we saw from this Gators team actually means something, and I really think it's going to help them going forward. I mean, that's something to be motivated. I mean, you came back. You, I mean, unfortunately, you didn't win, but you came back because I believe that after the first quarter, the Gators are already buried in an 18-point deficit, and they came back. So you should be proud of yourself. I mean, you didn't yeah. quit. Yeah, you didn't give up, so be proud of yourself. That's why resiliency in sports means something. Even if, uh, even if, unfortunately, at the end you still don't win, at least you can say, well, we fought till the end. Yeah, we did. We did. Uh Oklahoma, they did get the win over Nebraska, but it was an ugly game by the Sooners. I had a feeling the game would go like this, Darnell, because the Oklahoma Sooners and Nebraska Cornhuskers is an old classic rivalry. And I know that the Cornhuskers have not been very good the last few years. I mean, they probably haven't been great since the days of Bo Pelanini. I haven't paid too much attention to the Cornhuskers, but when you have these old classic rivalries and there's that bad blood, I mean... I honestly believe it, a game could end up like this. It could be a blowout on either end, but sometimes I just get more of the feeling it's going to be a tight game that's going to be hard fought. Shots out goes out to Cincinnati, taking down Indiana on the road to stay unbeaten. Shout out to y'all. West Virginia taking down 15-ranked Virginia Tech. Something about these Virginians, man. Something about these Virginians. I just don't know. I, I don't know. Isn't this what's amazing about the, the tradition of college football, Darnell, that a game that you never think would end up with such result ends up with something you totally didn't expect, like the complete opposite? You're, it literally makes you gasp. Speaking of which, did, we, did, we, did y'all not see what Michigan State did down in Miami? <laughs> Whew. Good Lord. That's, we thought that you was back. I guess not. Well, check this, check this out, Playmaker. If we want to talk about these uh, upsets. I mean, Fresno State beating UCLA. I mean, if that's not even better, San Diego State beating Utah. Yeah, the Pac-12 is not looking good. We thought that 
ACC wasn't looking good. The Pat 12, them show ain't looking good right now. The Mountain West is beating them left and right. This is just, oh. Shout out to Penn State Lifting Lions. Game of the week last week. Whiteout, a thrilling game, defeating Auburn 28 to 20. Very good game, I must say. I, uh, you know, since Mr. John Alcorn's here, uh, you know, he's a diehard Texas Longhorn fan, and the Longhorns made that quarterback change, but, I, okay, we beat Rice University 58-0. I mean, Rice University is awful. But this week, they play the Texas Tech Red Raiders, so now the quarterback Before Before we get to, to that, though, get just, to look at, just look at the group of five top five for me. Number five, San Diego State, as you mentioned. Who they beat this past weekend? Utah. Who, by the way, lost to BYU last week. Exactly. Number four on the list, Fresno State. You just mentioned who they beat? UCLA, who beat LSU. Mm. Number three, Coastal Carolina. They've been there. They dropped the spot. They dropped the spot. But you, I'm going to explain why they dropped the spot. Because number two is BYU. Bearman, do you know BYU's 3-0? Yeah. And I do you know they were? Do you know who they all beat to go 3-0? Yes, as a matter of fact, I do. Would you like me to go over it, Mr. Go ahead. Well, they start off with a 24-16 win over Arizona, followed by a 26-17 win over Utah. Pat 12. Mm-hmm. And now 27-17 win against Arizona State. That's Pat three Pat 12 teams that they have beaten already. That's why I'm asking myself, when was the last time the BYU team was was this good? I mean... <laughs> They they just they just keep beating on the Pac-12. I, I have to move them up. And matter of fact, Arizona State was ranked 19, so they beat the ranked Utah, and then they followed up by beating the ranked Arizona State. Mm-hmm. And that means something. But uh, anyway, I gotta. So my question to Mr. John Alcorn is this: Does do the tests now officially begin for Casey Thompson? Because so Casey Thompson did good as the UT team did against Rice, but yeah. to see if this UT team can actually build on it, they're gonna have to beat Texas Tech soundly. But speaking, and you know, since I want to take it a step further, looking at the Texas Longhorn schedule, because it's only going to get more difficult from here. By the way, Texas- if y'all can see the our week slate is mainly Big Twelve teams, so Big Twelve is definitely going to have the bright lights on them this Saturday. Oh yes, yeah. so Texas Tech this week. Then you got TCU in Fort Worth, and then followed by the Red River rivalry game against the number four Oklahoma Sooners. So. And, you know, the funny thing is all them teams are on our week's slate because you just mentioned Texas Tech is at Texas. SMU is going to TCU. Oh, the, the, you know, me growing up loving both TCU and UT. I mean, TCU and SMU is a game I've just always loved. The Battle of the Iron Skillet. So I just, just to make it easier, I guess you could say it's the Dallas-Fort Worth crosstown rivalry because TCU is in Fort Worth, SMU is in Dallas. I mean, yes, they are two different cities. The start the started off though, we got Notre Dame 12 versus 18 Wisconsin at Soldier Field. It should be a fun one. Ricky, I know you don't like cuss, but 12 o'clock, Notre Dame, Wisconsin might be a game you might want to try to check out. Just letting you know that. That's well, a game to watch. Ricky loves to watch football, so if there's a good game, I'm sure he's gonna tune in. Ain't that right, buddy? <laughs> mm-hmm. Seven ranked Texas AM. The team that nobody loves in Texas. <laughs> Mm-hmm. According to Bear Man. Well, this is this is just me talking as the as the Longmore fan I grew up. Yeah, I would always say nobody likes seeing them. All right, <laughs> I do I do want to shout out Mr. Uh, Kendrick Mercedes for coming in on the show. Thank you for uh, popping in and hanging out with us while we talk uh, college and uh, pro football. 
All right. We got the Aggies going to Arkansas to take on 15 ring Razorbacks. A team that you know about there, man. That should be a fun one to watch. 3.30 CBS. You know, as a matter, I, I actually, I'm glad you mentioned that game because 10 years ago, I actually was at the game between Arkansas and Texas A&M. It was at AT&T Stadium. That's when Ryan Tannehill was still in college. I mean, Texas A&M had a 35-17 lead at halftime and lost 42-38. to 38. <laughs> I mean, hey, we talked about classic rivalries, you know, with Nebraska and, um, and Oklahoma. I mean, Texas A&M and Arkansas – just one another, but at this point, look, yeah, I'm. I have to accept the fact that Texas A&M is a good team, and me saying nobody likes them—that that's just what I used to say when I was a diehard fan. But those days are long dead, bro. Twenty-fifth mm-hmm. ranked K State is going to Oklahoma State. That's a good one to watch. If you feel a Big Twelve fan down in the swamp in Florida, it's a rivalry. Tennessee, number eleven, Florida. That's another one to watch. And the game of the week for college. West Virginia coming off that win over 15 ring Virginia Tech. They take the trip to Norman, Oklahoma, take on number four, the Oklahoma Sooners. Me see, your Sooners may be prepared because if they play like they played against Nebraska, they might get caught by West Virginia Mountaineers. Just letting you know. So that's your college football for this week. Check us again next Tuesday for more college football talk. All right, Ricky, going back to you. All righty, to the uh, four o'clock slate. On Sunday, we had the Minnesota Vikings traveling to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Minnesota loses by one point, 34 to 33. And I'm going to so, tell you uh, that uh, on, before, before, you, before you even start. So uh, the, the, the radio cast for the Minnesota Vikings, right? They said the field goal was good and it wasn't. <laughs> Well, oh boy! I, I mean, like, like he called it good with the excitement, enthusiasm, and everything, and it was no good. It was no good. Oh, and I feel and, bad for. I, I, and you know the worst part about it is, you know the worst part about it is what? It was a straight shot field goal. Listen, we have come oh to know, God. we have come to know that either a. It's a quarterback who can't perform in prime time. And we're not, you know what? I'm not, I can't put any blame on uh, Mr. Cousins for this game. I can't. No, I can't. I can't. Jamal, if you if you ever come back and watch this, hey, Cut Cousins did his thing against Arizona. No okay, mistakes. I, you, you really hey. can't put it on him for this one. Uh, however, uh, the kicker may be looking for some work after this game is over, possibly because uh, it's kind of the. Uh, Motif, so to speak, that uh, Minnesota kickers have choked quite a few times in uh, recent history. And you know, uh, the, you know, the funny thing is, after everything Kyler Murray did to that damn defense, they still had a chance to win the game. They yeah. still had a chance to win the game. That's yeah. Just, that's, that's just the way the uh, cookie crumbles for the uh, Minnesota Vikings, who now fall to zero and two. Cardinals are two and zero, uh, and I'll ask you the same question I asked you before. Are the Minnesota Vikings in trouble starting out 0-2? Yes, sir. If, they, if the defense can't stop nobody, yes. Because you relying on Kirk Cousin to keep you in the game. Uh, by the way, I'm going to throw out a very, very interesting stat. Now, this is, again, um, we're playing 17 games this year, not 16. But be the, a long season. here is the career numbers for teams that start 0-2. 
they have a slightest of chances at 11.6% to make the playoffs starting out 0 and 2. And I believe the Giants did that in 2007. And uh, John said uh, the problem is is that Kyler plays great for three quarters, then in the fourth, tends to uh, the ball turn the ball over, and he's been doing that since his rookie year. Again, I'm gonna I, I I'll just say it this way: Kyler Murray, all what five foot seven of him, probably the shortest quarterback in the NFL. As of right now, the most dynamic player in the game right now. Exactly. Uh, no, no doubt. No doubt. And you know what? I would I would take the chances of him trying to run around and make plays and everything else um, compared to some other quarterbacks that we have in the league. Um, I don't know, Jameis. Um, anyway. Hmm. Um, would you get off that? No, I'm not. <laughs> but uh, I, I will say this, though, that the Cardinals are starting off the season very good. And I will say this, a lot of people kind of doubted it, and it's coming to fruition a lot so far through two weeks. The addition of J.J. Watt has helped to make a lot of chaos in that Arizona front four. That is that is going to be a very, very big deal to see how long that carries on until uh, teams can figure out the uh, defensive front four. Well, then... Um... Interesting that you say that because mm. question for you, gentlemen. Well, specifically to you, playmaker. Could there really be strong competition in the in the NFC West between you know? Well, now that there's like three teams being two and zero. Oh, yeah, we're gonna say that when we get to the final NFC West team. Uh, okay, yes. I mean, we're gonna say that to be to the final NFC West team. I mean, because you know the fact that they, three teams are two and zero. That's that's incredible. But. It is, but wait, wait, wait till we get to the final NFC West team. We got, we got a game before them because right. which we, I don't, we got to talk about it. We shouldn't have to talk about it, but yeah. By by the way, well, uh, might, as, might, might as well, you know, might as well go the full nine yards, right? We'll, we will shout out uh, Mr. Stephen Waldman, who has confirmed my uh, percentages. Um, although, again, now we're talking about 17 games, not 16 games. He says from 1990 to 2019, only 12% of teams to go 0-2 made the playoffs. By comparison, 62% of teams with a 2-0 record made the postseason, according to USA Today. However, according to Odd Shark, this percentage had dropped to 54% since 2017. All these numbers are under the 12-team playoff format, which no longer existed. So he's just you know, you know what the more present thing is the fact that he actually researched that and then put that on in the comment. And I had already researched it before that and said it before he even said it. So there. That's how well prepared I came into the game. Ha 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 ha. Man Dark? No. Can we hurry and get the Super Bowl champ out the way because they played the damn Falcons? Um, we're just going to say blowout uh, Tampa Bay 48. Atlanta two big sixes. Um, two big sixes. Uh, until, those, until those two Matt Ryan pick sixes happen, this game was a lot closer through three quarters than everybody else had predicted. Why? Because I said Atlanta was actually going to score points. They did. They did. They just didn't score enough. No, them two pick sixes actually hurt. <laughs> and I do have an uh, incorrect number on there for the Falcons. They are 0 and 2. Not one and one. My apologies. It was a rush to get all the graphics together today. 
All right, now we get to that final MC West team. Oh, the team that screwed my freaking sheet this week, you bastards. Tennessee traveling up to the Great White North, Seattle. So, Ricky, you're, you're the analytics man of the show. Yes. Well, what was the score at halftime? Um, give me a second because I have to refresh that uh, bubble. That score was. Um, it was uh, 24 9. 24 9, right? Yes. That's a what? That's a two possession lead going into the second half? Yes. Three, actually. Uh, no, what? it actually is two. Yeah, it's actually 15. Yeah, it's 15. It's not. Okay. <laughs> this is a regular touchdown as a point and another touchdown with, t- yeah. with two point conversion. Sorry, two guys. Point. I, I am horrible at math. So that's why you have me to do it. Never trust, and, uh, never trust me to do math in my head. Never. And if I recall correctly, you don't got to get the stats, Ricky. But if I recall correctly, Derek Henry wasn't doing nothing in the first half. No, he wasn't. Uh, however, also at the same rate that. Uh, it does bring in news to come along with this game now because uh, there was a name that was mentioned uh, to uh, possibly replace a Mr. Uh, Shaquille Griffin on defense. And uh, this is probably one of the notorious things that I have spoke about since. Is it, is it the same name that was being mentioned with Temple Bay? Uh, yes, it is. And it just happens mm. to be Mr. Uh, Richard Sherman who has been. Uh, chilling. No, he hasn't been chilling. He has been meditating. I don't know why you'd be meditating going into an NFL season, but that's besides the point. Uh, hey, meditation is good. No matter, you don't, no matter what reason you do it for, meditation is good. Listen, the key points of this game here is that Seattle's defense took a dramatic dump in the no. second half. Seattle's defense felt the wrath of King Henry in the second half. Again, no KJ Wright, goes to the Raiders, no Shaquille Griffin for coverage, he's gone. Over time, Seattle's defense has been just losing critical pieces left and right. They really don't have a pass rush either, so let's also put that as a note. Seattle's defense in the second half was... So, with that being said... It was Boar's Head Swiss cheese at the freaking second half. How how much of a diamond is that to the the Indianapolis Colts? Again, weapons. When you don't have weapons... Their run game wasn't that great. You have no T.Y. Hilton against that defense. You can pick your choose the, what you want to do. And like John said, all they really have on defense is Jamal Adams, and uh, he's not going to cover 40 to 50 yards on every that's, receiver. So That's why I said it, because Carson Wentz got his ass eaten up by the Seattle Seahawks in week one, and then got beat up even more in week two against the Rams. This, again, though, does uh, pose the question now that both teams are at 500. And uh, a pretty much a thriller, but also uh, I am pretty sure 85% of the people that picked this game did pick the Seahawks uh, with Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett, who was showing out, by the way. Yeah, did very, very well for the game. But uh, yeah, it just Seattle fell short on this one. And uh, the King uh, put back on his crown and ran amok. I got to fly in the, in the house. Um, next up, this is where we share some white the, guy anger. The white, the road, the road meets the road here. Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> LA Chargers. In my head, they're still the San Diego Chargers. 
final score, Cowboys 20, Chargers 17. Both teams now at 1-1. One and one. The Chargers have now played two NFC least, uh, wait, I mean East, opponents in a row. Once at home and once on the road. And I will tell you that uh, here, comes, so, here comes the so, white guy anger. No, not before you get to the right guy anger because uh, I hate saying it. Yo damn Cowboys won. Yo goddamn Cowboys won. I hate it. But but when Ricky told the Cowboys, remember, what did I say? They was gonna run the ball. You just say they're gonna run the ball to win the game, right? Yeah. And what do you know? Tony Pollard goes off. Zeke Elliott gets a touchdown on the ground. I said, ain't that some crap? They okay. ran the damn football. I will have a lot of I I got a lot of things to say, okay, because you know, Tony Pollard just this dude's is it's making it same big time. And I'm meaning my words on a lot of things. I doubted Greg Zerline. I doubted the Cowboys secondary. Okay, and the fact, and not only that, I doubted the, the guy who, who's taking over for Lyle Collins, Terrence Still, because Terrence Still played a hell of a game, and Zach Martin coming back was huge. Okay, I mean, this game was just—it was crushing all these penalties, the questionable officiating. I'm like, yeah, so I said, well, what the hell is going on here? And, and I'm trying to say it like Vince Lombardi did in that famous game, but. You know, based on how Ricky <laughs> Ricky can say a lot of things, but I, I think the one thing Ricky can't say is, Alex, you should have more faith in your Cowboys, right? By the way, this comes from a Dallas Cowboys fan who picked the Chargers on yeah, Sunday. I did and, pick the Chargers. And I and here here it comes, okay? I'm mad because I said it because I'm defending Ricky picking the Cowboys because he said I'm just saying they're gonna run the ball to win. Just say that. And they said run the freaking ball. Listen again. The game plan may not look the greatest. Micah Parsons playing out of position. Yes. It was it looked weird. Not gonna lie. But he still, and he was still effective. That was the key point. And as much as I really want to say it, what's up to Wade Kite out of Vegas? You know, he's got those Raiders out there. Um I'm gonna tell you uh I, I'm gonna tell you this, okay? Offensively, the Cowboys still have something to prove. Big time. And top it all off, what they did on Sunday was they know with the extra game and they want to make a playoff run, you cannot run Zeke every play. Having Tony Pollard pick up the slack takes the weight off of Zeke so he can be effective. Yes. Do I say that the Dallas... Defense is horrible, absolutely, at some points, because they just looked belligerent through the first five or six drives of this game. Okay, however, I will. Uh, I will. I will say this to that to that to, to their defense. They're the number one team in turnovers right now, which nobody thought coming into the season that was going to be the case. Not even Bearman over there. Do I, I want speaking of turnovers? This is actually something important. I actually had to research this. Trayvon Diggs is the first Cowboy to record an interception within the first two games of the season since Leroy Jordan did it back in 1975. What school he went to? The University of Alabama, just like Leroy Jordan. What are the odds, gentlemen? And speaking of the offense, Ricky, 
the, on the first quarter, the Cowboys offense had 13 first downs, okay, which is the most in franchise history, and that's actually tied for first in NFL history. All right. So it's actually I'm, most in franchise I history. I am going to answer the question that's in the chat. Wade, do not get mad at me for saying this, okay, because it, invo it involves Tony Pollard. Cordell Patterson is not, I repeat, is not a running back. He is a wide receiver playing out of position, a.k.a. Ty Montgomery, formerly of the Green Bay Packers. They the new one is Saints. Exactly to the point, but he is not a running back. He is a wide receiver, kick returner slash punt returner. They are using him. Why? Because Atlanta does not have any options at running back. He is a hybrid. So, therefore, I would take... Mr. Tony Pollard over Cordell Patterson. I will tell Bearman to go take a victory lap, but uh, you ain't had no faith in your Cowboys. So okay, well, gentlemen, gentlemen. Okay, I, I ain't sugarcoating. Yeah, I did not pick the Cowboys. I did pick the Chargers, okay? so And I went on my own show, Cowboys Talk. I did take full responsibility. I took full responsibility for doubting every guy that proved me wrong in that game. <laughs> they ran the ball. They ran the they ball. Ran the ball. I mean, hey, okay. I mean, running the ball, obviously. It, 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 I mean, there was actually a couple. There was a time where they broke down the field running the ball. Then all of a sudden, the the running game is abandoned. Then Dak Prescott makes that bad mistake. Then gets sacked. I mean, I, I say, look, if the, if running the ball works, then keep doing it. I mean, obviously you can't do it every time, but if it's working effectively, just do it. Here we go. You know what? Week one, you didn't run the ball. You lose. Week two, you ran the ball. You won. And there you go, Darnell. Thank you, because there's the message. If running the ball works, if it wins, then do it. What is there to think about? But uh, there, then again, the offensive line, the injuries. But you know what? Terrence Steele did a good job. We got Zach Martin back. So maybe things aren't so bad after all. Wait, I'll, I'll, I'll go and answer that right now. When he plays a better defense, you won't see him throw 20 points. Because the Dallas defense, horrible. You played um, the wait. hapless Atlanta Falcons, horrible. Wait, come back Saturday. Come back. Let's come back Saturday. Let's come back Saturday. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, yeah, because that's going to be, we got that good game coming up. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Sunday night football. This was a great game. Went well over the under over. The Baltimore Ravens win 36-35 to over the Kansas City Chiefs. Both teams at 1-1. One and one. And uh, who would like to speak on this one? Uh, can be first, I'll say that, uh, damn, um, we was all wrong to begin with. <laughs> I think we all deserve to be yelled at for this one. <laughs> Actually, um, you know what? No. You know what? I don't, I, I, I'll, I'll give... I'll give Baltimore credit. They were behind early, and they did come back. You stop Patrick Mahomes, three straight drives. That is kind of impressive with the 15 guys they have on the IR currently right now. 15, most in the NFL, uh, guys on the injured reserve. How many of those are running backs? Uh, no, three of them are running backs. The rest of them are part of the defense. That's all I was saying. How many of them are running backs? Three. <laughs> So I will I will say this. Baltimore coming back, it was kind of impressive in a way. Um, I do kind of uh, put a little bit of a stamp on the over-exaggerated Lamar Jackson flip into the end zone, which was really uncalled for. 
but he did put that little stamp on there. First time versus the Chiefs, he's actually won a game. He was 0-3 entering that game. First Patrick Mahomes loss in September. First September interception thrown in his career. There was uh, a lot of firsts in this game. That was a terrible, a terrible throw by Patrick Mahomes. And uh, Mr. Allaire fumbling in the uh, the last drive. His first ever fumble as a uh, Kansas City Chief. Yeah, boy. A lot of firsts in this game. But I'll tell you, though, entertaining for a Sunday night game, though. Give it up to Lamar Jackson. He wanted it. Jim Harbaugh was not afraid. Jim Harbaugh said, do you want to go for it? And Lamar said, yep. And they knew what play to call. And they worked every time. The bigger key out of all of this is uh, he didn't even get a hall pass. Tyreek Hill, absent for this game. Absent. He had barely any stats, any catches. It was uh, like three catches for like 15 yards. It was, or something like that. I don't even think it was even that much. To be honest, like it just like he was just absent. They legit took him away. Uh, made uh, Mahomes throw to Kelsey a lot, and a lot of the other receivers on the field, uh, Hardman and uh, let me see if I can remember this other gentleman's name here, because uh, NFL likes to do the covering. Wait, um, hey, I, I, three catches, three? three catches for fourteen yards. Fourteen. I was, I was, right, I was almost right, right on the head. See, I know my stats too. Wait, we all peaked Kansas City. Yep, because we, we all peaked Kansas City. We all went with the hype that uh, Mahomes undefeated and uh, Lamar had never beaten the Kansas City Chiefs until this past Sunday. So it was uh, very kind of crazy. And then he started off the game with throwing two picks. And one of them returned by recently returned the Honey Badger, Tyron well, Matthew, for a pick six. But again, I. Uh, they started off shitty on freaking Sunday night, and they, they hung in. So, um, good game for the Baltimore Ravens. But it also does leave the Chiefs at 1-1. Baltimore still in the mix for the uh, AFC North at 1-1. Uh, one one. So, uh, very tight race early in the... The entire AFC North is 1-1. One one. Yep. Somebody's getting a beating. Finally! Monday night football. We had the Green Bay Packers hosting the uh, hapless Detroit Lions. Uh, this game was close early, but Green Bay does pull it out 35-17, to 17, the Detroit Lions, with Jared Goff, who actually looked fairly impressive in this game, at least early. Uh, Detroit Lions at 0-2, Green Bay at 1-1. One and, one. and I'm not even going to bear to ask the question about are the Detroit Lions in trouble because uh, they are. Let's not lie. They're 0-2, and they suck. Uh, Bear Man. Yo. Um, somebody got an end zone four times, didn't they? As a matter of fact, yeah. A baby's name is Aaron, right? Yeah. Aaron threw full touchdowns, by the way. Mm-hmm. Damn. So we had an Aaron that threw full touchdowns, and we had another Aaron that went for full. T- Damn, it was the Aaron show, wasn't it? Yeah. Listen, I'm I'm gonna say this outright, okay? Don't buy the Packers hype yet. Don't buy the hype yet, because there oh, are no. hey, hey, hey. like I said, wait till Saturday, because we still got some games for you. 
Green Bay is featured in one of them. Uh, all I'm saying is, is this: if if Baltimore exercises their demons this past Sunday, can Green Bay exercise their demons next Sunday? Uh, I don't know. Like I want, I'm not. Uh, there, there were a lot of reports that came out after the game to the Saints, and then they put up these numbers. But if, again, look who you're playing. You're playing the Detroit Lions. Like, did um, anyone had any doubt that Green was going to win that game? Um, I don't think it was the doubt. I think it was the fact of how many points was the Green Bay defense going to give up. They gave up 17. I think that was more of the uh, thing than anything else. But Aaron Rodgers threw four touchdowns. Not one to Devontae Adams. Again. Aaron Jones had four touchdowns. Again, because that's the that because all of the plays that Detroit was running was freaking cover two. <laughs> that's all they were playing. They were play, they were throwing cover two out there the entire time. So it's all the little dump offs over the middles, the flats. That's how they were going to play the game, and they couldn't get freaking uh, Adams open like that. So second half was was just all Green Bay. Again, the, the defense actually changed Ooh. for for the Packers, but. I'm not buying them. No way. I am not buying into the Green Bay Packers yet. So you're saying Aaron Rodgers is not going to be on point for the rest of the season? Listen, homeboy is a freaking temper tantrum away from saying, you know what? Why am I even bothered doing this if I don't see anything happening after this year? He said, thanks. I want to answer Wade's question. So was game one Rodgers' fault or his receiver's? I think it's overall, the whole, damn team, the whole damn team, yeah, because Darnell couldn't say it, couldn't have said it any better earlier. I mean, the team was just obviously unprepared, so it's a team, it's a team, uh, it's a team loss. That includes the coaches too. Let's yeah. let you know before you ask. Yes, that includes Matt Lafleur too. I don't know. All right, since I f- I forgot to load the graphic, what's up, Kenny Kirkpatrick of the K and K? What's doing? All right. We're gonna motor to the Monday to the uh, Thursday night game. I don't oh, have the graphic Lord. for it, so I'm, I'm happy you don't. It's the Carolina Panthers at the Houston Texans. Yes, there's no way in hell Tyrod Taylor's playing Thursday. Matter of fact, he's not playing Thursday. It's uh, and, David Mills. Is that his name? Yes, and there's no Deshaun Watson who's listed currently inactive. What? What does Houston is going to say? Deshaun Watson's not playing the whole damn season. Let's just um, go ahead because it's that. probably not until he probably gets traded to the Miami Dolphins. But you know that just besides the point. Anyway, uh, Carolina is traveling to Houston. We have uh, Carolina minus eight under over forty three. So, but you know, one thing that I know, I think Skip Bezos would say this: the home team gets three points automatically, right? No, not necessarily. So that no. should be eleven. It not necessarily, but it is an eight-point spread for going into a game, uh, Carolina versus you. on a road too, which is you don't see that much. Home dog, baby, home dog. You usually don't see a rubber team get that many points on a road. <sighs> I'm gonna ask. But who cares? It's Carolina. I I know, but there is. uh, Let's see what some of these uh, things are here. Uh, Davis Mills is starting. Yeah, what's the over under? Forty three. Hey, Ray might be right. John says Carolina don't give up points. John says I don't even listen to Skip Bayless. He's a joke. No, Kenny, Kenny, he is officially inactive for Thursday, Deshaun Watson. 
Bearman, no, what do you? I, I want to hear Bearman's take on this. We got Carolina, two and zero. Texans one and one. Thursday night football. Texans minus. Oh, uh, Texans plus eight. So it's Carolina minus eight. What do you got, Bearman? Well, the fact. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you want to finish? No, go ahead. Well, the fact that the Texans are without Tyrod Taylor, you know, and with Mills. I mean, Mills did. Let's not forget he did have one touchdown. I believe he had uh, went eight for eleven, had a little over hundred yards. So the court, so that quarterback does have a little bit of something in him. So I'm not going to say just out the door the Texans Texans are going to be destroyed, but I think it's pretty obvious the Panthers are going to take care of business because they got a lot of momentum going, and the Texans not so much. Well, I'm going to throw out some stats for everybody because I can do that for the uh, first two weeks of the show. Uh, you do look at the total numbers for the for this game. Carolina, the 14th ranked offense versus the 17th ranked offense. 17th defense for the Texans. Number one defense for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Panthers are ninth in passing and 21st in rushing. Uh, the Texans are 13th in passing and 11th for rushing. So you got 13 and 11 versus the number one defense in the NFL. Speaks for itself, bro. Uh, here goes that freaking Chinese guy again. <laughs> Where is he coming from? I don't know, but I can't block him either. Yeah, we about done it anyway, so. I'll figure it out. Yeah, we about done. So I think that's it. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. Checking Nobody made their picks. We're, 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 we're all picking Carolina in a, uh, a snuff fest. Yeah, we all we all picking Carolina. <sighs> uh, unless you want to do one of your famous, I'm going the opposite way. I will be uh, kind of honest with you. He's going to pick Houston. He's going to pick Houston. I uh he's going with the rookie quarterback. Uh, <laughs> do it. It's Carolina the Texans. <laughs> I hate to say this, but I really think uh I really think the Texans are gonna cover the points. I really think it's eight points, really. And the Tex and and I watched both games. The Texans have been playing really, really decent as of late. I think I'm going to take Car- Car- I'm ca- I'm going to take Carolina to win, but I'm thinking I'm going to take the Texans with the eight. Okay. And I've got, I'm going to probably go the. Uh, he didn't want to pull the trigger. I mean, the fact that I mean, Ricky is right. The Texans have played respect respectively, so I think I might have went too far when I said they have no momentum. No, they they still have a bit of momentum, but I I, I just don't see them being able to beat Carolina. I, I really don't. Well, no, I, I was I trying to get him to pull the That's what I was trying to do. But I have no doubt what, to pick the, the, Texans, the Texans over the over the over the Carolina Panthers. Yes, yeah, so I was but trying I, to get. But you I got no doubt that the Texans are going to put up a fight. They definitely will. I don't care if they put up a fight or not. I just want Ricky to pick the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I wanted. Yeah, again, like I don't know, like I don't, I don't know. Again, it's week three, and I'm going to still probably go with the DTA. Don't trust anyone. <laughs> You're gonna be doing week. it. You're gonna be doing it to about week ten. Uh, no, probably week four, and then I'll be uh, good to go. 
Week three, everybody's still working out the kinks. Yeah. You might as well push it to week six then, because by because this week you ain't gonna know nothing. You're gonna need an extra two weeks to figure something out. Cause it, man, week three slate is ridiculous. Don't worry. Week three, we'll have a lot of numbers. That's that's a ridiculous slate that we're gonna go through. Wait, we go Wade goes, they will drain the clock up, up by three. But he's got Stephen Woolman's got Carolina over the Texans with the over. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking I'm probably we're probably going to see something different out of the Texans though, this week. Guarantee it. Now they still have Brandon Cooks. They still have a halfway decent running back core, including Philip Lindsay. Yeah, possible. Oh, Kenny's going to be. That's right, Kenny. You're going to AC. Damn it! I can't make it. Shit. Anyway, all right, guys. We have any uh, final comments for the show? What's up, Carol? Atlantic City. Yes, Ooh. Atlantic City. I'd love to be there. He's gonna be at a sports book too. Yeah, I know. Damn, I, may have Ricky. To, I may have to uh, have him put in some uh, for bets for the weekend. Yeah, damn, Ricky. You've been trying to get somebody to do some bets for you. He's gone. Hey, listen, Kenny's good for it because I can ask him. All right. So uh, thanks to everybody that uh, tuned in. Uh, we will be back Saturday. 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Not Twitch. Um, we do ask everybody, if you haven't yet, please like and follow the page so you do get your notifications every time that we are on. Um, we are trending on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as we speak currently right now. So thanks to everybody that has helped contribute to that as well. Uh, but... Uh, Thursday night football again, Texans and Panthers yep. should be a great yep. game. Hopefully, new Ramley talk coming out Thursday. So I'm doing uh, my week two player of the week, we're gonna pre- we're gonna review what happened at the end, and we're gonna get ready for the big game against the defending champs. All right, so tomorrow we do have uh, Pipe Bomb Radio NYC at 4:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Patreon Pipe Bomb 7:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. And then Flashback Fridays sandwiches it before we come back on the air on And I'm going to say this. If y'all love wrestling, y'all want to tune into Friday show because, uh, yeah, me and Ricky, we got to talk wrestling. There's, yeah. there's, nowhere, there's nowhere around this one. I'm and, if, sorry. and if Bear Band is not driving around trying to uh, run over sheep on on Friday, maybe we can get him on too. Okay, Bear Man? I, I, I do play. I will. If the opportunity presents itself, I will definitely be on the show. And speaking of my of shows... Y'all, please, if y'all want to subscribe to my show, Cowboy Sock, it's available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, along with my soccer show, Into the Net FC. Both are doing very well. If y'all like soccer, my show is definitely the show for you. If you like somebody really burying the Cowboys, then my Cowboys show is the show for you. All right. Till next time. We'll catch everybody later. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great night. Deuces. Goodbye, everybody. Hey, did you like that show? Like, share, follow, subscribe. Share out our shows to all of your social media. Need merchandise? Check out paintrainpipebomb.threadless.com for quality merchandise at great prices. Tune in next time for another edition of Arch Rivals Football, and we'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>